Hi everyone, welcome to Murders in Paradise. I am Jen, joined as always by Jaredad. Good evening. Hi Jaredad. Hi. How are things? Fine. <laughs> Excellent. You want to talk about anything before we start talking about murder? No, at some point we'll have a philosophical discussion about criminal law and whether it's the answer to all societal ills, but uh, not now. Today is not that day. <laughs> Today is not that day, but there's something there. All, all right. right. Something to look forward to. Uh, so this week we're doing the case of Derek David... And I would like to start... Derek David? Derek David. Mm -hmm. He's a dude with two first names. He is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd like to start with this excerpt from the Florida Keys Times, which says, Brendan Boudreaux, David McBride, and Reed Ogden are three men who didn't know one another when they were each vacationing in Key West on March 21st, 2016. But because of a local couple's date night gone wrong... They departed the southernmost city with something in common. They all left with the same souvenir, Assistant State Attorney Colleen Dunn said on Wednesday. Gunshot wounds at the hands of Mr. Derek David. Oh, that's better than what I was thinking. <laughs> I was going to venereal disease. Yeah, well, I mean, that, <laughs> that's probably not newsworthy. It's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> also not that kind of podcast. Gunshot wounds. Gunshot wounds at the hands of Mr. Derek David. Uh, so this is another attempted murder in paradise there's no actual murders in this one you know i'm okay with this i'd call me a softie but nobody has to die <laughs> for me to be fine this is a story so you know we've had some kind of shorter ones the last couple weeks because look there's not that many murders in the keys and uh the ones that happen tend to be the more straightforward ones like oh this dude got pissed off and killed his wife and then he got caught and then he went to jail and like there's only so much you can say about those and some of the early ones that we did were very dramatic but like i'm eventually gonna run out of very dramatic ones so i've been trying to kind of mix in the more straightforward with the more dramatic uh this is one that has all kinds of twists and turns and, and gunshot wounds yes uh all right so there's this couple the Davids, Derek David, and then he's got a wife who we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, they're originally from Louisiana, but they lived down here on Sugarloaf Key, which is where we live. Great. Yep, I was trying to, <laughs> to find their address, and I couldn't find it. Probably okay. Yeah. Except uh, to maybe give them a wide berth from now on. <laughs> well, spoiler alert, at least one of them doesn't live here anymore. Spoiler alert, I don't like people shooting around themselves yeah no kidding uh so they lived here with their kids and uh on the night in question they went to key west to have dinner at caroline's cafe uh -huh. which is on duval street big popular restaurant lots of tourists go there but obviously local people go there too um so they show up at like 5 30 p.m on march 20th 2016 they, uh yes 2016 so they have dinner they have a few drinks and then apparently, so Caroline's Cafe is an outdoor cafe, and it's a big restaurant. Uh, lots of tables crammed in in this pretty large outdoor space. So apparently while they're there, they strike up a friendly conversation with another couple who's apparently sitting outside next to them. And uh, so the four of them then decide they're going to go have more drinks at the Hard Rock Cafe, <laughs> which is across the street. <laughs> Real exciting night. There's so many... Step nothing towards more corporate. Oh my god! Like nothing personal against the Hard Rock Cafe. It's in this very cool old building that we actually saw on the ghost tour. Haunted. 
haunted maybe we didn't see any ghosts when we were there uh but there's just so many places to drink in key west that if you're like let's go get some drinks together i don't know if the hard rock cafe would be like we like it we like the more local places hard rock doesn't seem local i mean key west is not a place of like cheesecake factories and hard rock cafes and chain there's not a lot of chain stuff there no it's they lucky picked, they, they allow a starbucks yeah they picked the one corporate place to go drink but whatever uh so they have some drinks at the hard rock cafe eventually they end up at the bull and whistle bar uh-huh. on duval what's on the fourth floor of the this bull is and the whistle? one <laughs> i think it's the third floor it's the roof deck of the bull and whistle is a different bar called the garden of eden which is clothing optional uh, we have not been, though. I've, we've talked about it on the Golden Ratio podcast before. We walk by it and look up at Never the third seen floor up all the there. time. But we did, you know, I th- we had talked about it on the Golden Ratio podcast, and I was like, I bet it's just a bunch of, like, wrinkly, naked old dudes, like, with their junk out. And <laughs> a, one of our listeners was like, you know, my friend and I went to Key West, and we went up there. And I was like, tell me all about it. She's like, it's exactly what you thought. It's like a bunch of middle-aged, naked, wrinkly people like hanging out. She's like, we kept our clothes on. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, a building. It's got three floors, and then each floor is a different bar. I don't remember what the middle floor is. Um, but the bull and whistle is like, it's sort of, it's inside, but it's open. You know, they've got like all the, the kind of front face of it opens up and... Um, Kind of like a New Orleans style building. Yeah, that's right. There's music in there. Um, So they end up at the Bull and Whistle. And it says, soon after they got there, Derek, uh, David Derek could tell that his wife Jody had had too much to drink and it was time to go home. So they come out of the bar. They turn. It was time to drive home probably, but we'll leave that one aside. (laughs) Yeah. And there's questions about this as well. So Jody's definitely drunk. uh, And they have been drinking for both of them have been drinking for quite a while. They're drinking at, at three dinner. three locales now. Yeah. And uh, so they come out of the bar onto Duval, and then they turn onto Charles Street, which is a you know side street off Duval, of Duval. And Jody's having trouble walking at this point. She's falling. There's amazing video surveillance of this whole story. Mm. So she's like walking down the middle of the street, like stumbling around. It's after midnight at this point. Uh, she keeps falling Derek has to like help her stand up. Yeah, she's like weaving all over the place. We've all had nights like that. Yeah. So she's also drunk and angry. And according to her, when she gets drunk, she gets violent and angry. And so <laughs> This is according to her. <laughs> this is according to her. She I've got a quote that I'm sure I'll get to at some point in here where she's just like, Yeah, you know, when I get drunk, like I know I get really abusive towards my husband and I get kind of violent. And so at some point she's she's kind of like pinwheeling her arms, like swinging at him. She scratches him behind his ear. Yeah. And then at one point, and this is a quote from someone at the trial, Jody grabs his testicles in an unpleasant manner. <laughs> <laughs> There's about 99 unpleasant ways of doing that. Maybe one pleasant way. <laughs> and that's a bit fraught. Uh, and so when she does that, her husband gets pissed off and he shoves her away and she falls down onto the ground. Mm. So, and they're apparently having a really loud argument as all of this is happening. So she's stumbling around, she's falling over, he's helping her up, she's swinging at him. He's obviously pissed off too, pushes her and she falls to the ground. Uh, so a couple, a bunch of people are like watching this altercation. So, sure, it's entertainment. Yeah. 
Uh, so a couple people have come out of Irish Kevin's Bar. Yeah. Now, this is not the one on Duval, right? It's the one kind of by the cave. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, which is on the side street. And uh, so they have, they, they're outside that bar having a cigarette because you can't smoke inside. And there's loud music in that bar, but they can hear the argument over that. Um, and these guys who've come out of the bar are worried enough that they start walking down the street to make sure everything's okay. So uh, now we have to introduce a couple new characters. Excellent. Okay. Uh, so those two guys have, including Boudreau. These are the Irish Kevin guys. Yes, the Irish Kevin guys. So Brendan Boudreau and his pal um, were at Irish Kevin's. They're walking down the street towards this argument to make sure everything is okay. They're kind of slowly walking towards... Uh, Hesitantly, perhaps. Yes, Derek and Jody, who are having their fight in the middle of the street. Squeezing nut sacks. What? Squeezing nut sacks. Squeezing nut sacks. Well, yes. she is. <laughs> He's not probably doing it to her. <laughs> Just misheard what you said there. Yep. Okay, yes. So bad stuff's happening. They're slowly walking towards them. Uh, in this video, we see a new guy, Fedora Man. That's what he's called. They've never been able to find this guy. <laughs> Just a dude wearing a fedora. because he's embarrassed. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess they look. There's two guys. Uh, fedora man definitely exists. There may be another guy who I believe is basketball jersey man. <laughs> Num <laughs> number two. They're literally referred to this in the trial. Awesome. Uh, so fedora man, like, so we got these two guys, Boudreaux and his friend, walking slowly towards the couple. Yum! Fedora Man comes sprinting past them <laughs> towards the two people who are coming and uh, punches Derek David. Who what? Is, because he's just shoved his wife down onto the ground, right? So Fedora Man is, you know, kind of a distance away. He sees this couple arguing pretty loudly and then sees this guy. Just like a ref, like calling the penalty against basically. The, the retaliator. And this guy, Derek David, is like a big burly dude. Oh, his okay. wife is not. And so he sees this guy, like, give this big hard shove, push his wife to the ground in the screaming fight. So it's, I think, pretty reasonable to go like, okay, like <laughs> bad stuff is happening here. I'm going to go in and break this up. So yeah, he sprints Fedora down man. the hey, street. He is a superhero. Fedora man, after <laughs> Fedora, all. Fedora man. <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah um so then derek david puts his fists up and i picture it like fighting irish leprechaun century style fisty cuffs. Yeah. Yep, he puts his fists up um and then he throws a bunch of punches at fedora man but misses it says this is a quote fedora man who appears spry <laughs> He keeps he, his fedora on, though, the whole time. He keeps his fedora on. So uh, Derek David is throwing punches at Fedora Man, who is spry. Dancing and around him nimbly. Uh, fedora Man gets a bunch of punches in on David. Derek David <laughs> knocks him to the ground. Oh, jeez. And then Basketball Jersey Man, quote, joins in and then apparently pushes Derek David from behind. So he's down oh, on the ground. lame. Now, it's unclear if Basketball Jersey Man exists. That's not the, you know... Count Shrewsbury's rules to come in and push some guy from behind. <laughs> well, uh, it's hard. Like, you can't really see Basketball Jersey Man he on the video exist. footage. Derek David says he exists. He's a ghost. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay. And so... It could just be called oh, gravity. Yeah. And I'll put a link to, uh, to one of the Florida Keys news stories in here. They have a ton of stories about this, and they all have, like, the edited together video footage of this entire <laughs> event. Um video is pretty cool yeah so uh okay 
So we've got Derek David down on the ground, struggling to stand back up. And uh, his wife, meanwhile, has gone up to the dudes who came out of Irish Kevin's bar and is yelling and swinging at them what? as they're kind of walking away. They're like, what did we do? <laughs> Good thing we didn't get involved. Oh, wait, she's coming at us. Yep. Uh, okay, so then Derek Davis, David reaches into the back of his pants, pulls out a handgun, racks the slide, pulls around from the magazine into a chamber when he does that, points the weapon down the street, and just starts shooting into Duval Street. What the? After midnight. Yeah, he is drunk as a skunk. There is no way any of that is rational. This is an, a very important point of whether he's drunk or not. Um, so as soon as he starts pulling that handgun out, the guys who came out of Irish Kevin's are like, they know exactly what's going on. They start booking it away. Uh, Boudreaux, one of those guys, gets shot in Whoa. the right thigh. Just running away. Yeah. And then... What did he do? He was just in the wrong the place at the wrong time. Yes. There's another guy, Ogden. Is this we the pal? We haven't heard from him. This is number... This is not the pal. Different. We're going to get the stories of these people. Another guy, Ogden, shot in the left arm and in the abdomen. And a third guy, McBride, shot in the thigh. Uh, none of them got in the fight. Fedora Man, this alleged basketball jersey man, not shot at. He, Derek David just pulls this gun out, basically shoots wildly into Duval Street. Just almost like closes his eyes and sprays bullets. Basically. What a, what a good gun owner. So we'll come back. We'll tell the story of all of three of those shooting victims in just a minute. Uh, but basically, after he shot the gun, he just starts walking away towards <sighs> Telegraph Lane. He's not sober. I'm sorry. Yeah. Another guy... Uh, comes out of this restaurant, The Smoking Tuna, on <coughs> Charles Street. And Derek uh, points his gun at that guy. Oh, my goodness. And uh, so the the dude who's come out of the restaurant is screaming, don't, 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 at him as he tries to get back into the restaurant. There's another dude uh, who's a bouncer at the Red Garter Saloon on Duval. He hears the shots and comes out, and he sees this guy, like, walking down the street with the gun in his hand. Uh, he calls 911 and follows the guy, follows Derek David just to make sure. So it turns out Derek David is out of bullets at this point, but of course nobody knows that. Probably um, not even Derek knows that. Yeah, and he's just holding the gun out. He's got a Ruger. He's just holding it out. Um, and they follow, the, this bouncer basically follows him around until the police department shows up. So the first officer gets there. The, uh, the bouncer points him towards the guy, like, look, there he is. And, uh, and then Derek David points his gun at the bouncer. Wow. Yep. And uh, so the bouncer runs for cover behind another building. The officer, you know, is yelling at him to surrender. They're in a dead-end alley. Wow. This is yeah. like a Wild West shootout. Except yeah. luckily one of them doesn't have bullets. But Indeed. They don't, uh, know, they don't know that. But it's not like Derek David. He's just not listening to the cops. Wandering around, wanders down another alley. Uh, at some point drops the gun. And uh, then they could but he rush has a, him. Has a holster, yeah. And uh, but won't stop, won't listen. So eventually, the officer tases him, registered trademark, uh, and and like David's pissed off, and he's like, "I didn't do anything wrong, sir. You're on camera, officer." Yeah. You shot four people. Yeah. So that is the end of Derek David's night. Now let's talk about the people that he shot. All right. So we got three people. The first one. Uh, let's do 
Boudreaux first, Brendan Boudreaux. He's the guy who came out of Irish Smoke, Kevin's. Smoking outside Irish Kevin's, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. He's 27. He, he and his friend Trent Pauls, they're tourists from Louisiana. They're outside Irish Kevin's. Uh, basically, they just followed him down the street to make sure nobody got hurt. As soon as they saw the gun come out, they start running away, uh, and he gets hit from behind. What a crappy in the leg. souvenir from your trip to Key West. No kidding. All right, next we have Scott McBride. He and his girlfriend Mandy uh, came to Key West for paddleboard, paddleboard vacation. They're from Daytona Beach, so they basically have just come down uh, to the Keys. They're staying at a friend's boat, and uh, so Scott our shooting victim, and his, he convinces his girlfriend to go to the porch, which is a bar, a bar on Duval. Uh, he had a Manhattan. Mandy ordered a martini. <laughs> Cute little detail there. Uh, so they had the one drink. And then... Should have had two. Yeah, it's after midnight. Um, they saw Irish Kevin's, and they just wanted to get a picture of themselves in front of it. So, like, it's, it's a pretty famous bar here. Um, so they're not even going in to have a drink. They're just, like, basically taking a selfie so they can make their friends jealous. That's what they, they That's reported what they that. They said, we want to make our friends jealous. Um, as they walk across Duval, McBride, Scott McBride, feels something hit his leg, and he thought someone had, like, thrown a bottle or something, and then he looks down. <sighs> it's bleeding. And, yeah, it's bleeding, and then he kind of hears the bangs. He's like, it sounded like firecrackers. I've heard gunshots before, but I didn't put it together in my mind. Uh, the girlfriend, meanwhile, meanwhile, knows exactly what's <laughs> happened, that he got shot and pulls him into Irish Kevin's. Um, the bar staff starts taking bar rags and putting them on the wound, which is, like, gushing blood. There's a paramedic who's just a patron at the bar who puts a tourniquet nice, on it. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah. Then we have Reed Ogden, 28. Uh, he's filming a documentary on fly fishermen from Geiger <laughs> Key. So he's wrapped for the day. So niche. Yeah, I know. Uh, so they went to Salute on the beach, which is the sister restaurant of Blue Heaven, oh, our yeah. favorite. And uh, they, uh, he... Which is far away from this incident, actually. Not, I mean, by foot. It's like a 20-minute twenty, yeah. 20 walk. So, so he had lunch there at oh, Celite. Okay. While he's there, he met a woman, Malaya... These don't uh, seem directly related to the shooting that No, often. I'm getting there. <laughs> Molly Adele. So he meets this woman while he's having lunch at Celite. Good job. And he asked her out for a drink, and she said yes. And so that night... Oh, just side note. Oh, the movie of this is going to be really good. She's still his girlfriend. Nice. This is their first date. Their first date, He's they gone, go out for drinks and he gets shot. Gone through combat together. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So at lunch, he meets this girl at the restaurant, asks her out for drinks, and she says yes. So that night, they go down to Duval. They go to Rum, Runner, Rum Runners and Captain Tony's, one of our favorites. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then they call it a night. So it's a, you know, shortish first date. So they're walking along Duval towards Green Street where his truck was parked. And he said he noticed flashing lights reflecting off buildings. He thought someone was setting off firecrackers, uh, see a bunch of people running, and then he feels something really powerful hit his forearm where he got struck by a bullet. So the woman uh, basically guides him down Duval Street until they can find some place that's open that they can duck into, right, to just, like, get away from the bullets. They end up at Teasers, which is a strip club <laughs> on Duval. Uh, it's two stories. So they go upstairs and, uh, and get to a balcony. Again, the bar staff uses their bar rags as tourniquets until uh, sure. the paramedics arrive. And so he got shot in his forearm, right? That's what he feels. But his shirt's also soaked in blood. <sighs> that bullet went through his forearm and then into 
his abdomen. So he was airlifted uh, to Miami. Yep. So uh, the other guys, I think Boudreaux also, Boudreaux was also airlifted to Miami. And then McBride, uh, the one who was there to paddleboard, he was treated at Lower Keys Medical Center. So he's the one who got shot in the leg. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Well, I guess Boudreaux and McBride both got shot in the leg, but um, McBride's apparently wasn't as is serious. Meanwhile, Fedora Man and Basketball Jersey Man are... What? Disappeared. They're like, we don't really have a good backstory in this, so we're going to stay out of this. We don't have a meet cute. Yeah, dis- I mean, probably... No one else has this cute little backstory, and they're probably like, <laughs> yeah, we're kind of, you know, shady drug-dealing dudes. All right, so Derek... They, they arguably caused the whole thing. They sure didn't make it better. If he didn't start punching at the, at the double first name guy, it, like, none of this would have happened. I, I don't think you can give any blame to these guys. So we got this, like, dude pushing his wife to the ground. I understand. But then, you know, like, real chaos came when Fedora Man comes, Yum! I think the real chaos came when the dude pulled his gun out. I know. Yeah, you can break it down like that. <laughs> uh, so Derek David had a concealed carry permit, but you're not allowed... Not in Key West, I don't think. Permit carriers are not allowed to bring their weapons into places that primarily serve liquor. So the bull and whistle, they don't serve any food. It's just a bar, not allowed to bring a gun in there. So that's among all of the other charges that come with this, including attempted murder, he could charge for violating the conditions of his concealed carry permit because he brought the gun into a bar. Yeah. All right. So he gets some lawyers, and his (laughs) lawyers do all kinds of stuff in this case. So we're now moving on to the legal... Phase I of this. See a lot of a lot of intent issues. Yeah. Uh, so they tried to get the judge to just dismiss the attempted murder charges, and because they're like he was defending himself. It's Florida. Yeah. And we're gonna talk about that in a minute. And uh, the judge is like, no. So then they're like, well, it's a stand your ground case, right? Fedora man came charging at him. He was just defending himself. Yep. All right. So stand your ground. You cannot claim. Stand your ground if you're drunk. Wow. If you're drunk, stand your ground doesn't apply. That's good. Uh, So for those of you who are not familiar, stand your ground is a super controversial law in Florida, and some other states probably have it, but Florida is most famous, that basically says if someone comes after you, you basically can kill them. Well, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Let me... Basically. Please, lawyer. Let me back up. Under common law, you you can defend yourself. Right. Right? You can use reasonable force to protect yourself you can you can shoot someone if they you think you're in danger of your life but usually the common law always had the addendum which is if you can retreat you got to retreat like you can't just like you know attack a guy and then say it was defense yeah so i'm standing on my porch there's some dude down on the street i see him running towards me i could just step inside and close the door but instead i just wreck my shotgun and shoot at him 100 yards away because i feel like he's coming stand your ground says i could shoot that guy so stand your ground laws remove the 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 duty to retreat and just say you you're not really you don't have to be responsible in defending yourself you just can blast away it's fine yeah and it's not really defense it's an immunity from prosecution i mean so people will claim it you know, as a defense, yeah. uh, the most famous case of this, of course, is George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin, uh, where you've got this like young black kid walking home. Yeah. Where Zimmerman could have walked away, uh, 
and yeah, and also I mean, but didn't. this is the thing, right? This is like the real problem with stand your ground. Like Trayvon Martin is walking home from the convenience store with like a can of iced tea and a bag of Skittles, and George Zimmerman thinks he looks shady because he's a black kid in a hoodie and confronts him, right? George Zimmerman starts the argument, mm-hmm. uh, turns into a scuffle, and then George Zimmerman shoots and kills him and says, well, you know, we were stand in an ground. altercation, so right. I was using stand your ground, and he got off Yeah, well, that. you know. So it's not like, it's different than like self-defense, where it's, because like Trayvon Martin didn't just like attack him, and he shot himself in fear of his life, like. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's yeah. what the jury must have believed. Or was willing to say. Yeah, I, did, did did George Zimmerman actually go even go to a jury trial? I guess maybe. Oh, maybe a grand jury refused to indict or something like know. that. Anyway, all right. So we're going to talk a lot about stand your ground yeah. in this case. Uh, so you can't, anyway, so you can't claim. So apparently, and I, I certainly don't know the legalities of this, but they asked, the defense asked for a stand your ground ruling to end the criminal case. Mm-hmm. They're still going to try to claim stand your ground in the trial because they lose. The judge is like, no, you can't claim stand your ground. Um, so, all right. So they, they asked for a stand your ground ruling based on the assertion that he was not drunk. Has to be part of that. It right? gets extremely confused here. Yeah, so you, he has to be not drunk. Right. If he was drunk, he can't claim stand your ground. And so... Was he drunk or not? So at some point he says, I can't remember anything about the incident. That's what his lawyers told him to say. Yep. His wife says, well, I can't remember anything because I was in a drunken blackout. And then the guy is like, I wasn't drunk at all. Absolutely was not drunk, so stand your ground. Yeah. Well, that's what his lawyers said you have to do to, to prevail on that defense. He also says he can't remember anything because... Somebody punched him in the head, and thus he has amnesia. Convenient. Yeah. Um, but he also doesn't have to testify, so he, you know, he doesn't even have to make an excuse. He also says a lot of stuff that he does remember. Uh, well, it's usually and, selective amnesia. And he lies about it. Yeah. So he says, absolutely, I did not shove my wife. And there's like video, actual video. There footage. are many angles of video footage that show him shoving her to the ground. Cool. Um, the judge says a reasonable person would not have acted in the way that David did considering the facts before brought before the court so far. Um, so his lawyers bring in an ER physician who's like, who just says a head injury, not his head injury, a head injury could maybe cause amnesia. Um, and so then of course the prosecution is like, all right, well, let's look at this guy's head injury, because, of course, the paramedics did come check him out. Um, He refused medical treatment after his arrest and told the police several times that he, quote, had his ass kicked by young punks. But he never complained about headaches. He never fell asleep. He never complained of nausea or dizziness. These are all signs of a concussion slash head injury. less than total amnesia. Yeah. Uh, So it says... But he did complain about Key West police. So they're saying he didn't complain about headaches he, or nausea or dizziness, but he did complain about the police. They cu- he accused them of violating his rights, and he threatened to sue them. Um, I know they keep tasing him when he's got a gun. As a couple hours passed, he, quote, appeared to sober up and was cooperative and even humble. But he's like, no, I absolutely was not drunk because he wants to claim that stand your ground. Yep. Okay. Maybe his lawyers aren't that good. Well, he doesn't get held in jail. He gets, 
I mean, I would put this asshole in jail and no bond for this guy. Shot into a crowd. You know, a judge is going to be like, he's a he's a white guy from Florida. He's got a house. He's got a family. He's not going to abscond. He's not, you know, this is a one-time thing. He's not a drug dealer. That's basically what his lawyer said. That's what, is, that's what the judge would find. $582,500 bond, which oh. he put up. Um, and he was ordered to stay away from alcohol, including any restaurants that serve it. So here's a quote from the judge. And I mean no alcohol. You are not. You are going to be limited to Wendy's, Denny's, Perkins, and places like that. So <laughs> you can't go to anywhere that even serves alcohol. Oh, how about um, the Boondocks? How about yeah. Mangrove Mamas? <laughs> nope. Yeah, and so he's going to trial for attempted murder. It, uh, as well, he should. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Be freaking mayhem. Freaking just shooting down the street. Yeah, so his lawyers are like, he didn't go on a crime spree. It's a single incident, just like you said, lawyer to your dad. Yeah. Uh, there's not like an angry feud here. The state's attorney is like, this is a super chaotic, chaotic crime. This guy is drunk. He recklessly fired at people. And I don't know if I've got this detail in my notes here, but he, so he doesn't have a criminal record, but he has this concealed carry permit. And a couple years before, had basically got off with a warning for being drunk and having the gun out in an establishment. He didn't shoot at anybody, but you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, he's a typical big man, you know, like, I've got a gun, I'm a big man. Yeah, I mean, you totally know this kind of guy, <laughs> right? Uh, who's just like, I need my gun to defend myself. And and provokes incidents where he yeah, and gets like drunk he has and, to defend himself. That's right, yeah. gets drunk and pissed off and pulls the gun out to be a big man. Um, so, like, there's clear evidence that, like, when he drinks, he cannot be trusted with a gun, even though he didn't, you know, have a record. He did have a warning for that other thing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the uh, they tried. The prosecutors tried to get him kept in jail. There, one little note from the test. It was a four-hour hearing about mm. whether or not that would happen. Uh, the one of the police detectives said one of the victims actually ran out of his flip-flops. <laughs> Which is a very key west detail. Um, all right, so he goes to trial. A lot of the quotes that we've heard are so far are from the trial. Uh, he's found guilty. So, no, the jury does not buy his self-defense, stand-your-ground argument. Um, okay. So. Seems like they charge him kind of lightly, though. I mean, there's a. It seems like they, this is a laundry list of offenses. Yeah, there's if, a lot if in you're there. Create, the, the usual creative way they would charge would be like, you know, every resisting arrest and every time he didn't comply with, you know, I mean, there, there could be 25 charges here. Yeah, so he's found guilty and they tried to argue for stand your ground, yeah. as I said, and... The judge said, no, it doesn't meet the criteria for stand your ground. And I think they uh, they did appeal it to the third district court, the third district court in Florida. Yeah. And they agreed that it didn't meet the criteria. It's good, but it boxed them in on the I'm not drunk thing, which makes it easier to prove manslaughter later. Okay. So he gets convicted. Attempted. Before murder. sentencing, the second district court of appeals in Florida rules on a different stand your ground case mm -hmm. so the uh the florida legislature after this shooting 
and not related to the shooting, had passed an amendment to stand your ground that basically changed the burden of proof to say the prosecution has to prove that there was no self-defense wow. as opposed to the defense having to prove basically the stand your ground wow. argument, which again, I'm not a lawyer, Sounds but reading good. about this, like there's already the, like this burden of proof already sort of exists, right? Like if I'm a prosecutor and I'm charging you with attempted murder and you say, no, it was self-defense. I have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you murdered someone anyway. Like I still have a burden of proof there. Yeah, but it, it, it's a big difference, right? Cause if it's, if there's no evidence at all, normally there's no evidence of stand your ground. Now the Florida legislator has flipped it and said, if there's no evidence, now there's stand your ground. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, it's on the No, no, that's right. It's a, it's a, it's a big difference, but yeah. it's like the burden was sort of already there for the prosecution and they're just trying to clear, they're, they're making it easier basically for people to claim stand your ground. Oh, yeah. um, and so they passed that. So that is the law now that the prosecution has to prove that stand your ground doesn't apply and that there was no reason there is no right to claim self stand your ground um and they made it retroactive which you can't no way you, you can can't do, do right there's, so there's constitutional problems with that yeah well that's what a bunch of people said and so there's a, a different case in miami where a woman shot a guy um I think outside a gas station or something, and she was claiming stand your ground. Sure. And well, well wouldn't everyone now in Florida? Well, that's it, right? I mean, absolutely. Every, I'm going to go on a freaking case. killing spree and be like, every one of my victims was threatening me. But like every person who's in jail could now go back and say, but I should have been able to claim stand I was your ground. Just standing my ground. Everyone I, who filed a stand your ground petition that got denied absolutely. can go back. John Hinckley is now going back and saying Reagan threatened me and I had to shoot him. Stand I mean, your ground. I mean, even if you go back to like when stand your ground was enacted. Yeah. Right. Which is when this because this That's is an amendment to stand your ground. Yeah. Everyone who has applied a, for a stand your ground position that was petition that was denied can now go well in light of this change. It I should be able to have a new trial where the prosecution has to prove this. And so that's what this woman did. She uh, had applied for stand your ground. It was denied. She was convicted. And then she appealed it based on this new law from the legislature. So the second district court of appeals in Florida yep. ruled that it was constitutional. <laughs> God. Both parts. So that it is constitutional to put that burden on the state instead of the defense and that it's constitutional to uh pass an ex post facto law yeah basically mm -hmm. um yeah. to make it retroactive and so they passed this like two days before the sentencing for Derek david and the judge is like i have to vacate the conviction based on that uh he doesn't like it but he's like if they say like this is retroactive, like now we have to basically go back and do all of this again. I have to vacate this conviction. We need to start the whole thing over. Um, not that you know it doesn't count. He's not just like free to go, right? It so doesn't. Weird. It Florida doesn't say is, he's innocent. Florida's absolutely not tough on crime. So uh, they let the guy out, and then the third district court of appeals in Florida is hearing a different case. Maybe this is the Miami case. Same thing. So it's an appeal on the same thing. Someone who claims stand your ground, it was denied. They appeal that with the retroactive thing. 
And the third district's court of appeals says, no. Like, can't make it retroactive. You can't make it retroactive. It's fine. Like, they can shift the burden. Like, the, the law itself is constitutional, but the retroactive part isn't. It only is in effect from when the law was passed. So the Florida Keys are under the jurisdiction the of third the circuit. third district, not the second. So the second one said, yes, it can be retroactive. The third district says, no, it can't be retroactive. The Keys are under the jurisdiction of the third district. And so if there's two district courts of appeals that disagree, it goes up to the Florida Supreme Court, but you are under whatever your district court said. And so they're like, bring that dude back in here because that conviction is reinstated. <laughs> and uh, so he gets sentenced to 18 years in state prison for the shooting of the three tourists. And uh, the judge says it is only by the grace of God that none of those men died. He fired without a care, spraying an area and could have ended many souls. So uh, that's where this stands. Now the Florida Supreme Court heard the case. Somebody's growling in their sleep. Vink is growling boat. Oh, Vink. Um, so the Florida Supreme Court heard the case for these convict yeah. conflicting yeah, yeah, yeah. things in March of 2019. They haven't ruled yet. So uh, I suspect that they will say it can't be retroactive. They seemed, in the sort of thing I read about it, they seemed suspicious of the argument that it could be retroactive because it really would. But it's the Florida Supreme Court. I'm sure it's uneven. Yeah. Who knows? So this could change. But, uh, yeah, so if the Florida Supreme Court were to say that this law can be retroactive, then uh, it's not that this guy would get off. He would then be retried. Uh, and so he would basically have another chance to try to claim stand your ground. But I don't think it would work because he was really obviously drunk. He's saying he's not drunk, but we have a lot of people. And who knows? You know, I didn't see anything in here, but they may well have blood alcohol stuff on him, right? They did have an ambulance come and take a look at him. Yeah, I don't know. That's right. Um, so if he was drunk, which it certainly seems like as what it, he was, and there's a lot of people that would argue that he was, uh, then he still can't claim stand your ground. So, I mean, they could just show how many drinks he's had. Yeah, I it's mean, it's a lot. It's unlikely that he's going to get off, even if that's reversed. Well, but, but it works, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But voluntarily drunkenness might give him a defense later on the other things, attempted murder. Yeah. Is that true? Can you claim involuntary drunkenness as a defense? In a... I don't know. Yeah. I should look it up. <laughs> and go with the legal advice. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there you go. That is the dude who just like shot randomly into a crowd on Duval Street because he was pissed off. But he did that totally sober, apparently, uh, after pushing his wife to the ground. I mean, it's, it's complicated, right? Because he did get jumped by two dudes. Well, maybe a dude and a half or a dude and a ghost. Did not shoot at Fedora shirt. Man, though. No, no. I mean, his reaction was totally wrong, but like he's just been like kicked in the balls and by his wife, punched in the face a lot of times. You know what? If the dude had pulled out his gun and shot his wife and shot the dude who punched him, I'd be like, seems like an overreaction, but I get where he's coming from. But he just shot wildly down Duval Street, not at the guy who took him down. No. That's just a pissed off drunk guy who's like, I'm going to fire my gun. No, he gets zero points for that. Fair enough. I, I'm coming around. 
you're in, I can tell, I mean, this is a thing that like anyone who's married to a lawyer knows that like oh, on one so, hand on the other. Hand. Yeah. Sometimes like the, your partner, the lawyer just gets in lawyer mode in their brain and they start having all these arguments and there'll be times where we're talking. I'm like, do you actually believe this thing that you're saying? Or are you just like in lawyer mode in your head right now? I'm like in lawyer mode. Just trying it out. Yeah. Trying it, it out. It's okay. It's like his lawyers. Let's try out the theory that he wasn't drunk. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a trial balloon. Uh, so you ready for a dog palate cleanser? Yeah. So this one is not from the dodo. Like Although I got to say that one is not terrible. It's not, you know, sexual violence. It's not, uh, you know, kidnapping and torture. It's not, nobody died. Everyone, like, there's some heroes in the story with the, like, the bar staff and the EMT. I, I mean, Good I'm job, fairly, everybody. you know, this is okay. This is humanity. You know, one one guy losing his shit, but everyone else... <laughs> You know, makes some sense. That's right. It's not the worst one that we've done. No, it's got the cute little backstories and stuff. I mean, I could not do the dog if you don't want it. No, do the dog. <laughs> so this is from uh, Hills, like Hills, the dog food manufacturer. Oh. Um, and they randomly had this story. So uh, they're talking to the it's lady. A weird news outlet, but, uh, but we'll go with it. Mary McKnight. Uh, she had been diagnosed with severe depression and anxiety. Tried medication, tried therapy. Nothing is working. She said, I didn't even know I had a tree that followed in the spring, flowered in the springtime in my yard because I never went outside. Aww. And so uh, someone was eventually like, why don't you try getting a dog and see if that helps you? So she goes to the shelter. Was it you? It was not me. Was it you? <laughs> I'd have a longer conversation with her about it. Um, but she goes to the Humane Society. They bring out this eight-year-old dog named Jasper. He's a black lab mix. He's got like... Uh, like salt and pepper snoop. Nice. And he comes into the room to meet her and he just sits down next to her. He doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to treat. He doesn't want to sniff around. He just wants to sit down with this lady. And she's like, okay, this is my dog now. <laughs> so she brings him home and uh, Jasper. he'd been brought to the shelter because his family was getting divorced. And so, you know, not a terrible background had probably been loved. Yeah. Um, but dog needs to be walked every day. So she's got to go walk the dog. There you go. And, uh, small, small change, you'd think. Yep. And that's the thing, right? It gets her out of her house every single day, starts going for walks. Um, and then when she would have like panic attacks, the dog kind of got that it was happening. So he'd lay down next to her. He'd lick her face. He'd try to oh. engage her and distract her and, uh, and basically kind of bring her out of that. So he got trained up as a medical alert service dog. Nice. So when she starts having... Maybe before. Yeah. So she's like out in public and starts having a panic attack, which can be really debilitating. He kind of starts alerting her as it's happening. And so once he gets this, he's a service dog, right? He's just not a therapy dog. He's a service dog. So she can bring him on buses, can bring him into stores, bring him everywhere. Um, And now that was 10 years ago. So uh, Jasper is not with us. But now Mary is a nationally certified trainer. And she has a company, Service Dog Academy. Um, they've trained 115 dogs, and they train dogs to be uh, basically medical, like service dogs for people with diabetes and seizures and migraines. Um, I yeah, thought I've some great. Yep, sometimes thought I would. It'd be great to get one of my dogs certified as a service dog, as like a migraine alert dog. The problem is none of them know when I'm getting a migraine, so it'd be kind of a lie. Well, Hopper might know, but she doesn't care. <laughs> that's true none of them care bank definitely doesn't know uh, you got to get the combination of knowing and caring indeed. <laughs> so uh yeah once jasper was too old to start doing the stuff 
he got to retire, and then she brought home an eight-week-old yellow lab Aww. named L- Liam. Liam, I guess. L I A M E. I think so. Liammy. Liam. Who knows? Anyway, that's her new dog. So, uh, so Jasper still got to like have a nice, easy retirement, and then Liam was trained up as her new service dog. Nice. And so, what a great story. Adopting Jasper like saved her. Hopefully, from- put a statue of Jasper outside that place. So it should. Indeed. If you uh, follow us on Murders Paradise on Twitter or Murders in Paradise on Instagram, I'll have pictures of Jasper. You can put videos of people shooting down Duval Street. There will be a link in the description of the podcast to a Florida Keys news story that has video of uh, it sounds the whole like incident. Video gold. Yeah, it's it's like I mean it's why it's at the top of every single story about <laughs> this is like and here's a video of everything <laughs> happening and it's like from all these different angles. It's very dramatic. It makes it harder for him to claim something that didn't happen. It sure does. Yeah, I never pushed my wife. I didn't have a gun. Fuck you. Here's like five <laughs> different angles of you pushing your wife. It's yeah. like a super cut of him pushing his wife. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm going to see her like smacking him in the face and scratching him behind the, the ear. It's in stuff. there. That's in the video. Her stumbling down the street, falling down, oh, swinging man. her arms all over the place. Fedora man. Meow. <laughs> Man, I mean, I've been drunk before, but you try to be in like confines and friendly areas, not in the middle of Duval Street with all the cameras and all the people. Oh, my God. So anyway, there you go. Attempted murder in paradise. Any closing? I like it. The the backstories were good. The couple's still together. I mean, this has got a little bit of everything. I'm very pleased with this story. I know. It's it's nice to have a story that's got like a whole bunch of material behind it and some interesting twists and turns. Yeah. So I hope you all liked it too. But don't carry a gun if you don't need it. Don't don't know what to do with it. I mean, for Pete's sake, it's not an accessory. Don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot. And until next week, don't conk out. Bye. Bye.